Yes, that line falls on the right babe. Now that Maggie's back in time. Look out, old Maggie's back. Yeah. An unusual time for me to start my show, but that's right, 105 in the morning on a Thursday. I got you for four hours today. I take you all the way, as usual, to 5 o'clock in the warm-up show, 877-337-6666. Taking your phone calls till then. We got Mike and Carlos on the other side, and we got a lot to do. As you just heard, the, f- the finality of the Nets game as they drop a heartbreaker. I can hear Evan crying from here in between segments of his Rico Bronya podcast that I'm sure he's doing right now. Poor Evan. Poor Net fans. 105-103. The Nets are now 14-3 and in their last 17 games in a heartbreaking game that they blow it at the end. But unfortunately for them, this is just a, a miserable season getting worse, and they are in an absolute tailspin. 14-3 and three over the last 17. But another team in town played a little bit of basketball last night, and it was good to have the man back. It was good to have Brunson back. Dropped in 30 on his game back from his calf injury. Randall, 31. And listen, that's the story of this Nick team. You watch them as they beat the uh, Houston Rockets. 109-94. Did not have a great first half. Did not have a great shooting first half. Didn't play that well. But... Come back in the second half and pull away. Have go on a big run in the third quarter. Pull away late in the game. And they are just at now at the halfway point, 24 and 17, seven games above 500 in the fifth seed in the NFC, in the NFC East. We got to talk about one of their coaches, though, in the Eastern Conference, the five seed. And it's just, you know, watching the game. I mean, Brunson and Randall, clearly, as you watch this team and you try and figure out what they need to move forward. Right, And we saw what they were without Brunson, and they're a completely different team. And you can't replace what Brunson does. We get that. You're not going to be able to, if he goes down or he misses time or he's unable down the stretch to perform like this and hold the minutes, and that's really what the scary thing is. We've seen both of these guys last year, Randall going further than last year, being able to handle these minutes. It's been a question about Thibodeau going back to other stops in his career, whether it be Minnesota or Chicago. We've talked about the idea of, of, of Thibodeau and the way he plays his guys and the amount of minutes he plays guys. And in this landscape of <clears throat> resting guys and, you know, scheduled days off and everything else that we hate from the NBA to Major League Baseball to everything else, Tibbs is the guy who goes against the green. And Randall plays all these minutes. Brunson plays all these minutes and all these games. And these two guys, especially after this trade, again, the, uh, the OG trade that's completely changed this team, you see exactly how important they are and how much they mean to this team, and how they are the driving force. And without them, they're not the same team. Obviously, with them, they're a five seed. Right now, it's a obviously very jam-packed Eastern Conference. The Cavs have won five or six in a row. They're playing well. You understand Boston's the cream of the crop. They're probably going to be the one seed. You figure Milwaukee's two, and you understand how good Philadelphia can be and they're with their MVP, and they'll you know be right there for the three, and it's right underneath the rest of the the Eastern Conference there, and obviously the Pacers just added Siakam 
for a a deal that I'm not sure I would have made for you know guys like a guy like Brown and three number one picks, but that's a long term conversation. In the short term, the Pacers just got a lot better. A team that's scoring a ton of points but doesn't play a lick of defense just added Siakam. Uh, they're going to be much better, and this is and the Cavs team is good. And though the Knicks have handled their business against the Cavs for the most part, but right now this team, you got to figure out a way. You want some depth. You want some depth. With the, with the bigs as well, you would love to do that, but you do have the idea of Mitchell Robinson coming back later in the season for the, maybe the down the stretch and certainly a playoff run. So you feel less of a an absolute need to add the, the size back up. But right now, you've got to go out there. If they want to be what they want to be here, which is right below or right there to attack those top three teams and specifically the top two. If you are going to be a team that you want to put yourself in that conversation, it's nice to ride Randall like this, and you see the difference when Brunson comes back. But at some level, you have got to be able to get through games. You have got to be the kind of team that can hold a seven-point lead late in the fourth quarter against an Orlando Magic team without Brunson. Or, or get through seri- get through games without serious minutes from Julius Randle. And they've done a nice job, and they've shown depth. And we've talked about the idea of possibly looking to trade Grimes and upgrading in that position. And we see what he can do and what he can't do. He had a, you know, he's, he's a decent shooter. He's a good spot-up shooter. But besides that, I'm not sure how much he adds. Deuce has played very well. But ultimately, they need to secure a legitimate backup for Brunson and have a little bit of a better plan for that B squad, and it's been the glaring, the glaring uh, issue since they got rid of quickly. Who's playing well in Toronto, and they're in the middle of a rebuild as they're you know trading for th- uh, three first round picks. But and Barrett's played well there too. But it's clearly what they need, and if they're going to find themselves in a playoff position, and that's really what it's going to be, because down the stretch, I don't know. I'm a little concerned. No, they're getting older. I know. I know they've been used to the minutes, but still. It's a lot of minutes, and it's a lot of, you know, you need games. Like, I know maybe against the Rockets you figure out a way to win the games, but as you see them play tougher teams, and the schedule's been kind of top-heavy, it might get better, and 24-17 and is is a good first half, and considering since the trade they've been far better, you have a lot more expectation in the second half. You expect to be better than seven games over 500 for the second half and be a better team than you were in the second half as opposed to the first half. Like, they're trending in the right direction. But when you focus so much on Randall and Brunson, who've been playing out of their minds, who should be, you know, Randall for whatever we can say. And, you know, he's one of the more puzzling guys that we've really ever come across. Because as great as he's been in the regular season, and this is not the first, like as great as he's been in the regular season, and as much as he's been an all-NBA type player, and as much as he's done everything you could possibly ask for, and without, you know, maybe the exception of, I mean, you're talking about a couple of plays that were pointed out in, in, in the last game against Orlando. Like you're talking about a couple of plays where maybe he can get a little lax on defense. But this guy's got a motor. This guy's able to shoot now. He's gonna, Obviously, that's really picked up. He did miss a couple of free throws in that Orlando game, but he's been better from the line, better from the – he's been more efficient offensively. He's been a little bit more of an even better dominant player this season since the start of the year. He got off to a cool start since then. He's been better, and then since the trade, he's been phenomenal. But still, in the back of your mind, as these seasons have progressed and you get into the postseason, whether it's the minutes he plays, whether it's the the pressure of the postseason, whatever it is, we know what he's been come big game situations, come playoff time. And to ride Brunson and Randall the way they need to ride Brunson and Randall 
um, Brunson and Randall to be their two studs to get them through almost every game. You need 30 and 30, right? That's how you win these games. Tough start against Houston, bad first half. How do you get out of it in the second half? How do you make sure you secure a win against the team you're supposed to beat? You ride Brunson and Randall for 30 points each. And it's, and it's, a, it's amazing, too, because if you look at the box score, every single game, like, it doesn't matter. And it's not the be-all, end-all, but every single game. You look at the box score, and OG is your best plus-minus player. It's just every single game. It's really amazing. I can't stop thinking about how impressive how impressive this trade was and how much it's made a difference. He played 43 minutes, right? I don't know, he's 5 for 10 from the field, 2 for 5, so he's shooting 40% from the three-point line in the game, 5 for 10 from the field, Three for three from the foul line, plus 24. Leads the Knicks. Leads all players in the game. 15 points. Plus playing good perimeter defense. Like, that's excellent. Elite perimeter defense. Like, that's exactly what you needed from him. And you're seeing guys like, you know, Hart obviously played 30 minutes in this game. Scored 10 points. You know what he's capable of doing. But really, you look at it, it's 31 from Randall. It's 30 from Brunson. And you have to ride those guys, and they're going to have to ride this guy, ride these guys through a difficult Eastern Conference and through the second half if they want to secure themselves. Because if you look at the standings, they are completely jumbled up inside this Eastern Conference. I mean, there is a half a game difference, or game and a half difference, should I say, from four to seven. So, I mean, right now, they are, a, they are the five seed. They are half a game in front of the Pacers, who are seven. So, I mean, if you want to stay out, of the playing round, if you want to make sure you secure yourself as a playoff team, you have got to find a way to still be a solid team, to still be a team that can go out and win games they're supposed to win and hold leads they're supposed to hold and play the kind of basketball they've played over the last three weeks since this trade has been made. You have got to find a way to have a unit that can coexist and play the same way when you when you can't count on big-time minutes or games off for load management or whatever else. I know it's not Thibodeau style, but can you ride Brunson and Randall all the way to the finish line and then expect them to be there for you in the biggest moments? And that's really the question because over the course of the season, I think it's imperative that they find that guy who can replace one. Like You're looking for depth. We're, we're done with the idea of trading for the big name. I don't see uh, a Pascal uh, Siakam, uh, Siakam trade <clears throat> for three first-round picks coming from the Knicks right now. I just don't see it. I don't see that big superstar. They're not going to do it. And honestly, what we've seen from this team, they don't need to do it to be the team we're looking for them to be, a dangerous out in the playoffs and right there in one of the top three and see what happens. But they need depth. They do need to go out and make that move to make sure that if Randall goes down for a stretch or if Brunson has another issue with his calf or whatever or just straight up can't ride them the way they need to ride them just to beat the Rockets. Like, you have to figure out a way to replace what quickly gave you, to replace that guy off the bench, that leader of the second unit, and that guy who can step up in a game where Brunson can't play. It's imperative. You need depth, kind of, you want depth also for Randall. You want depth also for Hartenstein, although you feel better that Mitchell Robinson may come back at the end of the year. But the Knicks need to be in the market. They have time. Trade deadline's not for a few weeks into February, first couple weeks of February, so they have time before they have to do this. But by whether it's the the rumor we heard about Grimes or whatever they're going to do moving forward, the Knicks need to go add depth to make sure that they can take this all the way to the end and not have to do it on the backs of Randall and Brunson every single night. 
and and be able to have a unit and be able to have some depth where if you need to give them a blow, if you need to give them a night where they only play 25 minutes or you, or or whatever the case may be, or, or you know, you have to have something where you're not riding them to make sure, especially a night like you know Brunson coming off a calf injury, might want to ease them in, but you need them to score 30 to win this game because that's who the Knicks are. And I think they've made the trade with OG that makes that all easier. No doubt. That's what the trade made. That first unit, that starting five, is now perfectly cohesive. All of them know their roles, and it's improved what Randall does. It's improved what Brunson has done. Uh, he's, he's, his assists are up. I it's improved the nature of that starting five and made both those players better, which is an enormous positive because they're their strengths. But you can't ride it every single night. You just can't. They need to go out there and add some depth. So as you watch them beat the Rockets and figure out a way in the second half to get, uh, you know, to to get going and pull away despite a poor first half, I still look at this team and the expectations are there, and everything you need is there, but they've got to figure out a way where they can add some depth and still get away with winning games when Brunson's not there, when Randall has an off night, when that's the situation. They have to figure out a way to make this team more solid, more complete, more whole, so they don't need 30 and 30 from their two superstars. And let's be fair, let's call them what they've been, two superstars. And that's where Randall is. We can say whatever we want. His history in the postseason is his history. You can't run away from it. But what he's showing you right now, you have to have some faith and you have to be willing to call you know, what you're seeing with your eyes, what you're seeing with your eyes, an absolute superstar player who is dr- the driving force of this team as much as Brunson. We might say it casually, yeah, no, Brunson's the leader of this team. And you're not wrong in saying it, but you watch the games. Brunson's incredibly important and he missed two games and you felt it. But Randall is right there with him as the driving force of this team. And they can't do it on a nightly basis. They have to go out there and make some depth moves. They will. It's just a matter of if they're the right ones and if they fit just like OG. And for the first time in forever, I trust them. I trust the coach to understand exactly what this team needs. I trust Leon Rose to understand exactly what this team needs because they made that Ananubi trade. It was. I just saw Big Zoo's in the building. Big Zoo, I saw his video. Those up-close videos where you see his whole mouth open, you could see what he had for lunch. I've seen the videos. He was not happy. Nick fans were not happy, and yet, boop, instantly, it transformed the Knicks into a team we're talking about being serious noisemakers inside the Eastern Conference. And if they want to continue to be that, if we're going to continue to feel that way, they're going to have to continue to go out there and make moves that fit like a glove and transform now this second unit. They fixed the first unit. Now they've got to transform that second unit into a, into a unit that can get you through the regular season, if not be a major factor in the postseason, which, you know, that's part of it too, but it's to get you through this regular season so you don't have to ride Julius and Brunson to the point you need them to, you know, figure out a way to beat the Rockets. You need 30 and 30. 877-337-6666. So a little basketball to start the show. We'll obviously get to some of the bigger news. The Mets do what the Mets do best. We'll get to that. They do what they do best. Other things I'm concerned about, but we know what this new group, this new ownership group, Uncle Stevie, we know what he does best. And we'll get to that because he clearly, he understands you. That's for sure. So we'll get to that. We'll get to obviously the, the decision out of Dallas, which was honestly shocking to me, but maybe it makes more sense than you think. So we'll get to that.